0: you are listening to episode nine of the Destiny by Degree podcast, where we talk about identity and how many of us often associate our identity with external things that we're doing, whether that's our degree, career, or relationship. So if you're struggling and feel like if you were to let go of these things that you would lose yourself with them, then this episode is for you. Stay tuned. I'm Ashley Linkwich, and at the age of 23, I had moved across the world, had a successful engineering career, and was incredibly unhappy. I knew that changing my life had to start from within, so I quit my job and made it my mission to not only create a life by design for myself, but help other young professionals do the same. So if you're feeling unfulfilled, want more out of life, or want to eliminate a sense of obligation to your degree, and this podcast is for you because you're going to learn how to transform yourself in order to transform your life. You're listening to the Destiny by Degree podcast, and I'm glad you're here. All right. Hello, everybody. So this is an episode that I'm really excited about and something that I really struggled with in a lot of different areas of my life, and that was basically that I am not my degree, I am not my career, and I am not my relationship. Those were just extensions of me at different times, and so I want to share a couple stories about how this has really played into my life and about how I ended up losing myself in these things creating a bunch of stories about what it would mean if I didn't have those things and how I was able to let those go. So I hope in this episode that you're able to see yourself in my stories, as well as see areas in your life where you are associating external things with with you as an identity and with who you are, instead of disassociating them and dissolving the stories that you have about them. So the first was definitely with engineering, as well as my career. Throughout university, it was kind of drilled into our heads that once you're an engineer, you but you are an engineer. It's not just something you do, or it's not just a piece of paper that you have. It's you're an engineer, especially in Canada, because when we graduate, we go through this very culty I, I don't know, a ceremony of sorts. And I'm going to try and describe it. Please look it up. It's called the Calling of an Engineer Ceremony. And it's where we get these iron rings. And it's literally, I kid you not hundreds of anyone that's graduating in from engineering lines up in rows in this massive conference hall. And they have this chain, this chain that weaves in between the rows of people and you have to hold it in your right hand. And they call it like, oh, you have to grip the cold iron. And there is a panel of old men on the stage with an anvil and a hammer, literally reciting this chant that's like the calling of the engineer. It's about integrity and pledging allegiance to, to engineers. Or I honestly can't remember it too much. But I just remember thinking like, oh my God, we're all standing here with this quote-unquote cold iron in our hands. And it's just what they were really teaching us was that our identity was becoming was being an engineer. And while I really appreciate the reason that they do the iron ring ceremony, it's about integrity and being your word and really thinking about what you're signing your name to as an engineer, which is why like, I still wear my, my iron ring on my dominant hand. And the idea is that when you're signing your name is that you look at the ring and you're reminded of the weight that your signature holds. And It basically came from this incident in, um, I believe, Quebec, when a bridge collapsed due to negligence on behalf of the engineers. And so it was just this crazy ceremony where I started to think, like, holy shit, like, I'm no longer just ash. I am an engineer. And in Canada, like I was saying, it's huge because if you go into any bar and you see another person with an iron ring, you like clink rings. It's like, it's honestly, it's a bit ridiculous, but it, it taught us that we are, we are engineers and we are not really individuals. It's just, it kind of blended us together. And so through things like that and through graduating and, and coming to even Australia and my whole visa was based on the fact that I was an engineer. I wouldn't have been able to get a visa if it wasn't for that. And so my whole identity became Ash the Engineer. And naturally, there were so many stories associated with that about what it would mean about me if I was to let go of that label, what it would mean about me if I was to switch careers, what it would mean about me if I wasn't to wear an iron ring. It was just all of these stories that I'd created Um about about myself and about what success looked like and how I had to remain in the engineering field. Now, as I got to Australia, I really struggled with this as well because, one, my engineering career was what got me in the country. It was what was going to keep me in the country because um, to get a visa, I had to have a certain number of years um, that were, you know, degree-related experience or professional skills shortage-related experience. And so I had all of these stories about how I had to be an engineer and engineering was all I had. And, you know, when I would introduce myself to people, they'd, oh, what do you do? I'm an engineer. Like, it's just, it was such an ingrained part of me. And I really had to step back and look at what would it mean about me if I was to step away from that that label? What would it take if I was to call myself a coach instead of an engineer, or a freelancer instead of an engineer, or a, I don't know, a writer, like anything else? what What would that mean about me? And for a long time, in my subconscious, it really meant that I wasn't successful, or I didn't I wasn't like holding that allegiance to the engineering field or I wasn't being true to myself, even though like I liked engineering, it had just become so ingrained in me. And this also happened, um, like I started saying a minute ago, when I came to Australia and I was working in these engineering jobs. And especially recently when I was quitting um, my most recent engineering job. And really looking at, okay, what does it mean about me if I quit? What does it mean about me if I no longer work in engineering? Does it mean that I'm a failure? Does it mean that that I am, I don't know, misdirected? Like, what what does it mean? Does it mean that I'm not successful in that field or I'm not cut out to be an engineer? And it wasn't until I realized that My career had nothing to do with engineering. It was only an extension of me and that I was losing myself trying to fit into a box of what I, all of the stories that I had about it and what I thought that engineering had to look like in order to like fit that perfect, that perfect template for what, um, what success looked like in my mind, which was working in a really traditional field, whether that was manufacturing or design or um construction and really staying true to that industrial engineering and it wasn't until I started to look at and what really spurred this whole movement that I'm going through started to look at what other skills from my degree can I really use um that align with who I am more instead of this engineering identity that I've created for myself that things began to shift and I really started to open up to the possibility of look there there are more things out there besides this this degree the degree does not define me the career does not define me you know what I I'll still I'm still an engineering graduate or engineer even if I'm not really working in in a directly um, traditional engineering field, because for me, engineering is not necessarily a thing that you do. It's like a way of thinking, really. Like when I tell people I'm an engineer, really, to me, and the meaning that I've made from it is that I am a problem solver. I can analyze things. I can see big picture, but also find detail. And it's, it's more of like personality traits, but it's not who I am. Now, another thing I wanted to touch on is something called disintegration anxiety. And when, when I started doing identity work with um, self-hypnosis and a lot of other things, it's, I really started to feel this disintegration anxiety. So basically what that means is as you start to move away from this identity that's become ingrained in you you ultimately start to get a bit anxious and start to feel like, oh my God, this is scary. This is so out of my comfort zone. And your subconscious mind starts to try and like sabotage you, your reptilian brain of sorts, because it's like that, that fight or flight mechanism of like, oh shit, she's like getting a bit too out there And we need to bring her back in, bring her back into what she knows and bring her back into who she is, air quote, who she is, because that's what your brain thinks that you are. And now I really started to get anxious about a lot of things. I was questioning, okay, is engineering the right path or am I um, doing the wrong thing by quitting this job? How will I get a visa? How will I do all these things? um what will people think of me what will it mean about me will i ever be successful if i was to leave leave that path and so if that's something that you're going through where you know whether it be in a relationship career degree or otherwise and you start to feel a bit anxious as you realize and as you shift away from that identity know that it is just your brain trying to save you and i use save kind of funnily, you know, it's, it thinks it's saving you, but really it's, it's holding you back from, from you being that true version of yourself and true identity that you want to be and that aligns with you. Because the degree is just an external extension of you that we've made mean all of these things. Like we've given it meaning about your success and about what you have to do and about all of these other things. When in reality, that's all made up. And the only meaning of life or anything is the meaning that you give it. And to really illustrate this, I'm going to go into a bit of a story that I've kind of shared glimpses of in this podcast before about how my previous relationship really became my entire identity. And my identity actually became making him happy instead of being myself and kind of how this came to a head. So moving over here, um, whatever, with the struggles and, and different things that we went through, my whole identity became, how can I make him happy? How can I take stress off of him? How can I do whatever I need? I can do, whether that's financially or supportively or... Anything to make sure that he is okay, and there's a, so many different facets of this: one anyone else's emotions are not your responsibility, okay they are not you they're you know there's this old quote that you can't eat for them, you can't eat for them. I cannot eat for him. I can give him all the food food, but I cannot eat for him, and that was basically where I found myself was trying to do everything, trying to eat for him, and yet he was consistently unhappy, which was making me unhappy because my whole identity became his emotions, and so I couldn't be happy unless he was happy, but even then I was walking on eggshells because it was like, oh, like I have to make sure that he stays happy and and all of these different codependent tendencies, And throughout this process and throughout my life, honestly, I've had all of these stories about what would it mean if I, if I wasn't, if I didn't quote unquote care about another person's emotions, if I just did my own, had my own emotions. And, you know, if they're upset, like I'll create space for them, but I'm not going to let it drag me down vibrationally. And I had all these stories about what that meant about me as a person and, not being a good person or a good partner and just so much, so much stories about the situation and, and meaning that I was associating about it, about me. But regardless, in this relationship, as things progressed, I kept losing myself and losing myself and losing myself because I was no longer myself. I was my relationship, which was not incredibly positive. And it just, it got to a point where I was miserable all the time because I was just taking on so many other people's energies and his energy. And it just, it dragged me down. But it was because I had all those stories about what it meant about me if I was to leave the relationship or if I wasn't to quote unquote care, like I had said before. And so once we actually separated so that I could start to regain my identity and really find out who the fuck is Ashley and what the fuck does she want to do, was that was when the anxiety started because I was totally out of my comfort zone. What do you mean I have to be happy with myself? What do you mean like I am responsible for my own emotions and and have to source my own emotions and can't just be a sponge for all of the other shit that people have going on? And it really, it really took a lot of reprogramming for me to get out of that and to realize like, look, I am worthy of love. I love myself. I'm worthy of success. I can be by myself and still be happy. And that was, um, that was a really, really tough turning point for me. But it was about creating that meaning and dissolving the meaning of okay, I have to be happy with someone else or can only be happy with someone else. And instead rewriting the meaning that like, I'm totally fine on my own. And, you know, my emotions are the only thing in my control. So it wasn't really until I kind of broke through that disintegration anxiety. And a huge key for that is reminding yourself that it's all it is, is your brain trying to save you, okay? and it it doesn't know how to properly save you. So it thinks that pulling you back into an old identity is what's comfortable and safe. It's just your brain. And so constantly reminding myself and remind yourself that, look, this is just my brain trying to save me from tigers and escaping the cave or going out of the cave and things. It's, It's not me. And dissociating from that. And that on the other side of that anxiety was really where I really found that clarity and really realized that my degree, my career, and my relationships are all external to who I am. I am, like, as Ash, I am just this, like, person of, like, love and alignment and abundance and excitement and fun and life. Like, that's who I am. My career is just, like, literally a manifestation of who I am. It's not me. My relationships are a manifestation of who I am, not me. As in, I hope that makes sense. They are a reflection of who I am, but they are not me. So like I talked about my last episode, everything in your life is manifested. Everything in your external environment is literally a mirror of who you are, but it's not you. It's not you. It just reflects your energy and I know I keep repeating myself but who you are so they are completely separate it's like it's it's a, just a physical physical thing and it also reflects your stories about about yourself and about who you are and about what things mean so the key takeaway here is that the only meaning that Anything has is the meaning that you give it, whether that's a degree, a career, or relationship. They're all external to you and they are not you. But if you take them on as your own identity, that's where you start to get lost. That's where you start to get lost in those external things. And then you start to look at them for like this as an emotional sponge or like as something that's giving you energy instead of giving yourself your own energy, like like I was looking at in my relationships, as well as my degree. I was trying to get my degree to give me purpose and give me direction, when in fact, the only way to get purpose and direction was to decide it on my own through my own personal identity. So I want to wrap up there, but just a few major takeaways is that, like I said before, the only meaning of anything is the meaning that you give it. And all of these things are just external to you. They are not you. So if you feel like you're getting lost in these things or looking to external things for that validation or for that um, direction or purpose, then you really need to take a step back and look at, okay, now, who am I? Because those things are just a reflection of who you are. They are not you. And when I say reflection, I mean vibrationally and energetically a reflection of you. And also don't worry if it's scary, if you get a bit anxious when you're starting to disassociate from this. That's completely normal and remind yourself that this is just your brain trying to save you and it's um, not saving you. So just let it go. Just be you. Just be you. Choose an identity that that suits with you, that you're aligned with and go from there. Your degree means nothing about you. It is not you. You are not your career. If you left a fucking six-figure job tomorrow, that doesn't mean anything about you except for what you want it to mean about you. So choose wisely. Anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you guys are having a lovely week, life, month, winter, summer, and I'm just really grateful that you're here. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Destiny by Degree podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review so we can continue to help other young professionals transform and grow. You can get in contact with me on my Instagram at link or via email to hello at I'll see you on the next episode.